0: Good Humans is a proud member of Accidental Information. For more info, visit AccidentalInformation.com. Hello, people. of Earth. Welcome back to another episode of Good Humans. I'm excited to uh, get into the conversation I had this week with my guest, Brandon Harvey. But before I do that, I just want to remind you that we have a... Patreon page. And I would love it if you went and checked it out. We're doing some what I think is pretty cool stuff over there. And um, it'll go towards doing some cool stuff as a community for the community, I think. So um, go check it out. It's good. Hum- Sorry, it's patreon.com slash good humans pod. Um, there's a couple cool tiers there. Um, you can get some cool stuff and do some good with, uh, with some of your hard earned dollars as well. So check it out. Uh, patreon.com slash Uh, my conversation today is with Brandon Harvey. Brandon Harvey is a storyteller focused on the good in the world, and he's the host of the podcast. Sounds good. The creator of the good newspaper, a printed newspaper full of good news and has built an online community of over more than 250,000 world changers. Brandon talked to me about Real Messy Hope, and it was a beautiful conversation. And I also just want to say that the moment Brandon answered the what does it mean to be a good human question was really special and unique. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So get into it, my conversation with Brandon Harvey. Welcome, people of Earth. To Good Humans. This is a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. My name is Josh and I'm really excited that uh, this week I'm talking to Brandon Harvey of Good Good Good, uh, among other things. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so, uh, I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited you're here too. Um, so Brandon, I have to tell you before we get into who you are, what you're up to and all that good stuff, <clears throat> I have to tell you how I came across you. Um, a cu- I think it's been a couple of years ago at this point. Um, I was listening to Matt Wirtz's podcast, uh, Curiosity Habit. Um, and I have my fingers crossed that he's going to bring that back because that was one of my favorites. Um, and he had you on an episode. Uh, and I it caught my eye because I think the title of the episode was something along the lines of Brandon Harvey as a professional Snapchatter. <laughs> and so recently I literally searched. I googled good news. Uh, and came across a couple things. And then I came across your website and I was like, man, that name sounds familiar. Um, so I went back to the website and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this. So I signed up for the newsletter because apparently I hadn't done that before. I don't know why. Um, so now I get your newsletter in my email, uh, every Tuesday. Um, yeah. And then I decided to reach out. I was like, Brandon would be the perfect person to reach out and talk to Um, so yeah, that's how he came back across you.
1: What a journey that makes me so happy.
0: So Brandon, uh, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you're up to, all that good stuff, just whatever you think we should know about you.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm Brandon. I live in beautiful Portland, Oregon, uh, and I am a storyteller focused on the good in the world. And so, uh, I, I don't feel tied down to any necessary, any medium in particular. My background is in the world of photography. Um, I, like you mentioned, I used to do a bunch of stuff on Snapchat, which was wild. Um, And uh, I've got a podcast. I've got so many other things. uh, But it's so funny swinging from like the hard digital side of uh, telling good stories on a platform like Snapchat to uh, making a print newspaper filled with good news called the Good Newspaper um, in a time when, you know, print newspapers especially are are not Mm -hmm. a a thing that are are happening. Like people aren't making new publications all the time right now. So it's really fun to be getting to do something new and, and, and ultimately using that as a tool to communicate this idea that there is a lot of good in the world. There is a lot of progress being made in so many areas and against so many injustices. And we get the opportunity to celebrate that together, but also, most importantly, join in and become a part of that good news together.
0: So I'm, I'm kind of curious about why the choice for like a physical print publication?
1: Yeah. I mean, so the print thing is, is kind of the the most, I mean, it's two years old now, but it's kind of the most recent endeavor we took into, hey, what does it look like to communicate these stories of the good in the world uh, with the goal of motivating people towards action? Because uh, my background was in the world of humanitarian photography, um, and I was really used to helping brands, uh, social so- socially conscious brands and nonprofits tell their stories through digital photography and writing and all that stuff uh but i I was just realizing that while i think it was effective and i think that it helped these nonprofits raise the money they needed to do the amazing work that they're doing um i think that a lot of people outside of their bubble outside of their circle were having a hard time finding these things just because there's Mm -hmm. so much to do in the digital world you know i don't Mm -hmm. know about you but i i constantly have about like 50 60 70 tabs open on my computer oh, yeah. i'm always bouncing around between my, things
0: my wife says looking at my computer screen literally makes her jittery yeah I have so many tabs all the time
1: 100 and so yeah. i i don't expect uh that good news is going to bubble up to the top of that for anybody myself included because there's this interesting thing with our brains that i talked to this uh uh this happiness researcher about this and he said that uh, there's all these studies that show that our brains have this internal negativity bias mm. that uh, bad news sticks to our brains like Velcro and good news slides right off our brains like Teflon and it's fascinating when you think about it because it it, it makes sense uh, you know this is something that's been true with our brains uh, evolutionarily for a long sure. long time but you know you can, you can kind of see how it's true with uh, the things that you pay attention to, you know, the the small inconveniences in your day are the thing that you still kind of feel irked about later in the day. But those tiny yeah. beautiful moments that you experience throughout your day, those somehow fall by the wayside. The po- mm. the positive comments uh, that you get online are, uh, you know, they kind of disappear into the uh, ether while uh, the the negative stuff, you know, that's the stuff that kind of sticks with you and it burns. And the next time you go to post something, you're like, I don't want that to happen again. And so it's true for good news too. And, and that's why, you know, they always say that if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, It's because Mm. people are going to pay more attention and they're also going to pay more money for, uh, for bad news Uh, because it's just, it it sticks to our little reptile brains better. And so we, we, didn't have any expectation that that would be able to, that, that celebrating good news was necessarily going to compete against a lot of uh, the money that goes into marketing things online. And that's fine. Uh, we That's the world we live in. And uh, I'm a pragmatist. And so I was like, okay, well, what can <laughs> we do that'll get a lot of attention and... Um, where we can quote unquote compete with it you know not competing on a we need money we need followers but competing on a sense of we all have attention that we give to certain things Uh, how can we fight for people's attention to go towards something that is going to better them and better the world around them and so um, we thought that doing something that literally nobody was doing might help (laughs) with that Seth Godin describes that as uh, being remarkable, worthy yeah. of remark. Um, and, uh, oh wait, or is it noteworthy? Remarkable. No, yeah, it's worthy of remark. I think, yeah, anyway. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, we, I mean, and we thought that g- the the name Good Newspaper was kind of a cute cute name, you know, Good News, yeah. newspaper. Uh, and so we just decided like, hey, what would it look like? Like, let's let's just kind of mock up what a beautiful newspaper filled with good news could look like and uh our first art director judson collier uh built this out and it looked beautiful i was like i would pick this up if it was sitting in a coffee shop i would pick this yeah. up if this was on my friend's coffee table i would buy this from the internet if it was at a fair price point point. and so we're like okay well let's see if this is true for other people and so that begins the journey of deciding to launch a Kickstarter campaign, which is the most terrifying thing in the world. Cause you've got this idea sure, yeah. and, and you put all of the resources you have towards this idea and you put it out into the world and, and you just hope that you don't look like a fool and that other people want this thing too. Um, and it's honestly a great test to find out uh, because if people don't want it, then you don't need to just keep, you don't need to keep on working on it. Uh, and and so we launched this thing on Kickstarter, and I'm crazy nervous. But uh, I didn't have to stay nervous for long because within 52 hours we were fully funded on Kickstarter, and within 30 days we had more than doubled our initial campaign goal. And so that's, that's when we knew, okay, this this is resonating with people in a in a very weird way. Like like I'm the first to admit that making a a, a newspaper in 20. I guess that was like 2017, uh, is a a ridiculous concept. Um, But we found a few reasons why it works. One is that we've got the internal negativity bias. And so uh, there's, you know, no push notifications, uh, pulling you to bad news. There's no other tabs. There's, you know, nothing like that in the good newspaper. It's obviously Mm -hmm. a a print newspaper. Um, And the... Uh, the science says that the best way to hold on to that good news, to make it stick like Velcro is to, uh, to, to slow down and savor that good news to slow down and actually almost invite that into your mind. But you have to do it intentionally. The bad news will stick unintentionally, but the good news you've got to choose intentionally. And mm-hmm. there's something about physically flipping the pages of a newspaper that. That it it really does slow you down, and you've got to you know move your head down the paper because it's way bigger than a laptop screen and all that stuff. Um, so we like that aspect as well. And then the other thing is that I think that people love the idea of being able to hold and own something that is, that represents something that they care about. You know, I yeah. think about vinyl records for me, where mm. I can freaking buy this stuff on. Uh, like iTunes if I want like a really higher quality version where I can just stream it on Spotify for free. Um, And like, there's no reason in the world for me to pay money for it. Uh, But when I have an album that connects with me deeply, that represents some part of who I am, I buy it on vinyl. I keep it in my living room. I play it on this, you know, antiquated machine uh just because it's a representation of of something deeper and so i think that yeah i think that this idea of celebrating good news uh hits a lot of us at our core and we want to be able to to have this thing in real life and so uh it it feels like the dumbest idea in the world and i love it like it makes me so happy (laughs) it's um yeah
0: it's definitely unique and i i i love the idea um in marketing, they call it, you know, a blue ocean strategy. You're sort of doing something. You're taking yourself out of the game that everybody else is playing. Yeah. And doing something crazy. Uh, and it's it's even better when it works. Um, that's <laughs> so cool. That's so cool. Can you tell us um, tell us about Good, 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 um, how that got started? Um, and, you know, the, the Good newsletter is, is an email every week. Uh, and then you have your podcast. Sounds good. But can you tell us just a little bit about the company as a whole, um, all the different stuff you're doing with that, kind of how you got started. Um, I know it's a big question, but yeah. it's you're doing a lot of really, really cool stuff.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is also like a lot of of good in that <laughs> I have to learn how to say good very quickly to say good, 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 uh, yeah. and to say sounds good, good newsletter, good newspaper. It's uh, I say good, I don't know how many times a day. Um, <laughs> all of these things uh, ultimately began in my pursuit of this question of what does it look like to do good in this day and age in a time where I feel cynicism and apathy creeping into my own heart so easily. I I, I especially think about kind of 2014, 2015 in the lead up to uh, the presidential election and uh, just feeling how divisive Um, and angering so much of that was at the same time that I was also becoming kind of aware of uh, the systemic oppression of people of color and police brutality and this growing refugee crisis and war and conflict in parts of the world that I'd never thought about. Um, And all of these things were kind of hitting me at once. And I I genuinely felt helpless. And and I had spent years traveling around the world uh, seeing organizations and uh ngos and uh governments doing really impactful meaningful work creating solutions to problems and i was still sitting at home feeling heartbroken and frozen i mean, I mean honestly frozen by so many things happening around the world and, and on top of that uh things if going i, on if in I my can life. interject yeah
0: because you just, you just said something that actually relates to something else I wanted to ask you about. So we can talk about it here and then, yeah. and then move on. But cause you said you were sitting at home and, and sort of frozen. Um, and I know that feeling, I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling. There's so much that needs to be done. Uh, and so it's really easy to get overwhelmed and, and not do anything because you just don't know where to start. There's so much. Um, what so so in relation to that i i know that's kind of where you're going but in relation to that like what was sort of the catalyst that that you were like well i, I just have to do something
1: i mean i, I well i think the biggest thing was realizing that most people do one of two things they uh bury their head in the sand and they pretend like everything's okay and and that's called privilege mm-hmm. uh the reality is I have a unique privilege as uh, somebody who lives in the United States in a very safe city with my skin color, my gender, uh, yeah. my sexual orientation, that the very little will affect me unless I put myself in a situation where it will affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would be very easy for me to bury my head in the sand. Uh, and pretend that everything is fine uh, when it when in all reality many people were are being affected by um, yeah. things and and then the other end of the spectrum is to become so obsessed with the daily pain, the daily heartbreak, um, the the big questions of life and the small questions of life uh, that you become cynical that you become um, I, I guess another form of Frozen. And and I think that for me, I was seeing that I was the former and I was slowly becoming the latter and I didn't yeah. want to be either. And I wondered yeah. if there was a middle ground. I wondered if there was a third option. And I looked around and I saw people who were that. I saw <laughs> people who were... They They had somehow they, I, they did not strike me as cynical. They, and they didn't strike me as people who were ignoring the problems in the world. Um, and I wanted to be like them. And so that was actually the first year of my podcast. It was me just wrestling with this idea of how, how are these people doing this? Let me sit down for a conversation with these people for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, and try to get to the bottom of, 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 what this is that they're doing um and then it was okay now that i feel like i've maybe learned this a little bit or i'm a step further on the process how can i uh move along this journey with them um and then invite our community of listeners along for that so that was really the beginning of good 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 was um just that natural curiosity and that uh almost a positive discontentness of saying I do not want to be right here and if I stay sure. right here I'm going to implode uh, and, and then fortunately finding uh, heroes who could kind of guide me through that process people of earth
0: this episode of good humans is brought to you by accidental information accidental information is an amazing inspirational organization that is actually run by Christopher Swan who was a guest in last season of this show What he's doing with this organization is helping each and every one of us celebrate what makes us different and then use that to improve our personal lives and our careers. I love this organization so much, and it's not just because we just joined their podcast network. It's because each and every article and show that they have contains directly applicable and practical advice that will improve your personal life or your career. I love the articles that they post such as how binge watching helps you live a better life. Five amazing people who have used adversity to spark creativity. Five ways to learn from every podcast you hear, how to tap into your creativity and so many more. If you're interested, you should check out accidentalinformation.com and tell them good humans sent you. So like, so you've got this company now that's doing a, a podcast a newsletter now a newspaper. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you my perception. You can tell me if yeah. I'm wrong. It it seems like what you're after is is intentional optimism. Um, I say intentional because there y- y- we are acknowledging that there is th- there are things that go wrong there. There is oppression. There are people who don't have the same opportunity uh, as other people just because of their gender, their race, their sexual orientation, where they live. You know, the list goes on. And so instead instead of ignoring that or um like you said burying your head in the sand because you you can because you know you and i both happen to be just happen to be privileged um instead you're intentionally highlighting good and being optimistic which is is, am i on the right track yeah like what's what are what are we after yeah
1: so uh I think a lot about this quote. Uh, It's one of my favorite quotes. It's from a guy named Eric Liu, who's this guy who's really passionate about people getting involved in their communities and in their civic life. Um, And in fact, we love this quote so much that we included it in a poster, uh, a free poster that comes with one of our past issues of our good newspaper. Uh, And he said, to be optimistic is to assume that things will work out. But to be hopeful Hmm. is to realize that things can work out if you work at them. Hope requires responsibility and agency. And optimism relieves us of both. In rooting for your favorite sports team, choose optimism. In rooting for democracy, choose hope. And I think that that so beautifully represents what we're after. You know, I I, I think that it's, uh, you can get really sticky about, optimism or hope these specific words but what we're really after is this is this hopefulness that acknowledges that things will work out if we work at them uh because if you sit on the sidelines like and you just have this lofty idea of optimism like you 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 have no control on whether things work out but we have so much control over uh what it Looks like to move the needle, and so that's that's what we're uniquely doing. And there's a lot of beautiful, amazing websites out there that that focus on uh, "quote unquote" good news, um, and and I've looked to them for optimism on many days um, in the past, and love what they're doing. But that was what I saw missing. Uh, out there. And and we use this phrase, we say that we're pursuing real messy hope. We're looking for real good news, not feel good news. Uh, and bet. so that's ultimately what we're looking for. We're looking for stories of people who got involved and did something. And, and especially when that creates large systemic change and, and how we can all become a part of that as well.
0: So I know one of the things that you're passionate about that you talk a lot about <clears throat> is storytelling. Yeah. Um, in all kinds of mediums, through photography, through social media, through the newsletter, everything that you do, um, essentially, is, is storytelling. Um, why? Can you talk a little bit about why storytelling is important, um, and just you know what what that looks like uh, in in the context of of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that storytelling is is the greatest tool we have for communicating ideas and that's the thing about hope is you have to cast a vision for where things are headed you have to cast a vision for what the world could be and then you've got to move towards it and it's okay if if your concept is a little bit off but you have to have a direction that you're heading um and that's where storytelling comes into play because we all have the opportunity to say You know this is the world as it is but this this right here this is the world as it could be and uh, I've always been really drawn to that Uh, whether it's um, uh, telling stories with hindsight saying this is the world as it was but this is the world as it is now Uh, or more uniquely in my work today it's saying um, this is the future and here's how we get there Um, And, and so I've, I guess I've just always been drawn to that. And, you know, even though I started off as a photographer, I don't feel like I never at my core felt like that was my forever thing. I think I I probably outwardly thought that for a long time, but I, I always thought that the through line must be something a little bit deeper than just photography because I remember starting to get into filmmaking and uh, that really flopped for me, but uh, I was really drawn to that. And then social media and writing and uh, speaking and all these things kind of started getting thrown on top of each other. And I realized I loved all of them. Um, And if I could put time and energy into them, I could figure them out as tools for communicating ideas that I, I cared about.
0: What's what's difficult or frustrating to you um, right now with social climate, political climate, um, you know, even even world events and things in a lot of ways, it's not a great time. Um, Is there anything that that's particularly frustrating to you about trying to bring people along on this this journey that you're you're trying to, you're trying to highlight good and, and you're trying to bring people to a place, um, essentially where they can, they can feel empowered enough to, to take action themselves. But what's difficult or frustrating about that right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely believe that the moral arc of the universe bends towards justice, but then as a, I don't remember if this was um, Obama who amended this quote, he said, but we have to bend it. Like we have to move towards it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and so I do think that I think that it is of course a, a a heartbreaking time to be in the world right now. I feel like you can really easily off the top of your head list 10 problems, 10 things that could be fixed or should be better um, or that break our hearts. But it is also hands down the best time that you could possibly be alive. Um if you were born today or if if you were to be born at any time in world history but you didn't know your your race, your country that you'd be born into, your gender, uh your you know, your sexual like all these things uh you would hands down choose to be born in 2019 this very day because um, the world has continued to get better. I mean, I think about the, uh, you know, the share of people who are living in extreme poverty and it has continued to decrease year over year over year, especially in the last two decades due to a lot of really amazing, beautiful work. Um, And the interesting thing is that if you do a study and you ask people, uh, hey, do you think that in the last 20 years, uh, the proportion of the world population living in extreme poverty, has it decreased, has it increased, or has it remained the same? And 52% of people believe uh, that extreme poverty is rising. Um, and hmm. and that is so fascinating to me because it's <laughs> it's not just that uh people don't know when they're guessing because if they didn't know when they were guessing uh the number would be 30% roughly uh but people actively think that the world is worse than it is uh you know most of those people are wrong uh and so i don't know my my biggest issue is <laughs> is is purely that we have such a hard time seeing all the ways that the world is continuing to get better and all the ways that we are seeing progress in the world um and of course that issue that i have is not uh it doesn't affect people in the same way i I mean i think that it does affect people in that um it makes us cynical and apathetic and that stops us from being able to do good in the world but of course like if somebody's starving right now like they don't care what I think about the other person down the road who is not in extreme poverty anymore. Um, And so uh, that, I mean, that that's what I I, I think about though is, is how can we shift people's attention to celebrating the progress we've made uh, but not being content in that, but staying discontent and saying, okay, We've done this. We've been so amazing with just a limited number of resources. What would it look like to continue bringing that level of resources to these problems that are breaking my heart? Um, what would it look like to bring more resources to this and solve these problems or create even greater uh, leaps and bounds of progress? And and so that's uh, that's my problem, but that's also the most exciting thing for me. That, that brings me so much... Um, joy thinking about how we can move that needle together and and i don't want anybody to stop being mad or heartbroken about injustices in the world i I think that if you feel angry about something like that's the best case scenario like that's amazing you should let that anger fuel you into doing something because it's yeah there there have been times in my life where i didn't feel any anger because i didn't let myself feel anything so feeling anger towards one of the many problems in our world is uh is such a great spot to start just don't stay there because it'll it'll eat you alive if you if you don't direct that energy towards a solution
0: everything you're doing there's there's a definite there's a mission there's a through line um i would imagine it's hard to gauge success or or what most people i guess would would call success so do you do you set goals? Do you have like benchmarks? Um, like how do you how do you quantify as sort of a clinical term yeah. for like measuring it? But like, I'm ju- I'm just wondering in, in your mind and like you know with with everything you're doing, how do you how do you gauge how well you're doing? How do you kind of course correct all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think most of the most of the driving force behind a lot of the stuff we do is it truly is this it's based off of the the qualitative not quantitative data that we get so it's it's the people who email us and tell us uh what a particular story meant to them or what a podcast meant to them it's the people who uh dm us and tell them about tell us about how something really impacted them or, or a friend. Um, it's the conversations I have with people at conferences when they walk up and tell me um, about how, you know, something somebody on our team wrote meant a lot. Like, all, all these things. Um, that That's, I think, what we're looking for. Um, I think from a traditional business standpoint, we should probably be quantifying a lot more things. <laughs> um, and, of course, we've got data on You know, how many people viewed this? How many people are subscribed? How many, uh, what's the pass along rate of each issue? Like we've got all that stuff, Um, but that doesn't move the needle for me, you know? And it comes back to that idea of storytelling. Like that's not the, I have a really hard time turning numbers on a spreadsheet into a story. Uh, But when somebody tells me a story and then I can multiply that by every number on that spreadsheet, like that's that's what I care about. And so I don't think it can be one or the other for anybody doing any sort of work but uh I I would have quit a long time ago if I if I wasn't hearing those stories of, of how things were impacting people.
0: That's so good. Um what's what's next uh for you for good 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 for for all of it? What what's you have anything coming up?
1: Well, yeah, thanks for asking. I I've if you had asked me you know, this three years ago, I would not have said that we would have a newspaper that is successfully (laughs) reaching thousands of people. Uh, And, uh, and so I, I very much hold the future loosely. Um, and I, I never fully, it's either that I never fully believe that certain things are happening or I, I, I never, I never, I never want to underestimate what could happen too. um, with that said, my goal is to make the good newspaper more accessible to more people in the next year. It's amazing that uh, so many people are able to uh, pay to subscribe to a, to a thing that costs money to produce and put out into the world. Um but we're exploring, hey, what does it look like to, to partner with more brands who are uh, doing really beautiful, good things in the world and have them be advertisers that help sponsor making the newspaper accessible to, uh, you know, perhaps people in the hospitals or uh, teachers oh, in their cool. classrooms and, and things like that where you're like, oh, this is a situation where people could use good news. And so uh, that's, that's I think, what gets me uh really excited is is while our team is mapping out those steps that we can take towards that uh and so so that's that's what i would probably keep an eye out for in 2019 uh and early 2020 as we start making moves towards that
0: that's exciting i love that you mentioned uh classrooms um and i love i love that there's some awareness and, and some people doing things in schools now um, because we definitely need it. I know you talked to CJ Cassiata not too long ago. Um, I just had him on my podcast as well uh, a few months ago and everything he's doing with Ringbeller and you know, the fact that you're trying to get this good newspaper into classrooms with teachers and kids and things like that. I think that's awesome.
1: We, we had a Um, bunch of teachers just are like subscribing to the newspaper or buying them in bulk um and taking them to their classrooms and i was like what is going on like i because we didn't plan that at all and our yeah our newspapers are like they they're they're not intended to be like g-rated you know we we talk about isis we talk about the heartbreak and pain and injustice in the world uh so that we can talk about the helpers um Mm And so at first I was like, oh, crap. Uh, But (laughs) teachers know what they're doing way better, way more than I do. So I fully trust them. Um, And so we started thinking about like, okay, what would it look like? And I also, I mean, I've got so many friends who are teachers. And I know that their budgets are not big. And I know that they uh, are constantly trying to get their students to engage on things that matter on a deep level. And so I was just so encouraged to find that so many teachers were finding that to be helpful that we've been just trying to do uh everything we can to support them, and so that's that's what I'm excited about with the next step. but if uh, in the meantime, if there are any teachers listening who uh have an idea or a plan or anything uh reach out and and we'll try to figure out ways we can we can help you because we've I mean teachers i I mean I've got a few like career paths that I think are like the ultimate helper professions uh, and teachers are like right up there at the top of that. I just have so yeah. much admiration for teachers. Yeah, me too.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, all right. Last question. This is a question I ask everybody. So the, the title of the podcast is good humans. Um, and I, I say we're exploring better ways to be human. So I always ask my guests, what, from your perspective and your experience is being a good human, what does that look like? Um, and how do we, how do we go about that in the world? How do we do that? I know it's a big question. Yeah,
1: man. I, I, I almost feel like I, I, I was sitting here looking for a deeper response to this. I was like, maybe, maybe something deeper is going to come. But um, for me, I think, I I think it's as simple as like a, a, a good human is awake and aware of awake to and aware of the pain in the world around them, whether that's literally, you know, the lives of their neighbors or uh, their friends or the, you know, the opposite side of the globe, they're awake and aware to that. And they're willing to make sacrifices in order to show up for other people. Um, and that doesn't have to be a big lofty thing that doesn't have to be going out and starting a nonprofit or traveling around the world to volunteer. They can literally be calling somebody, uh, you know, making time in your schedule to call somebody when they're having a hard time. They can literally be, um, you know, giving up a, a a coffee to, to donate to an organization doing good. It can be so many things, um, but it but it starts with that that awareness and willingness to to see what is going on in the world uh and where their resources overlap with somebody else's needs and then taking that next step whatever that is
0: cool um are you a good human I try my best <laughs> good answer um i i just i always like to ask that question too cuz i i like people's perspectives on it and um you know, it's just interesting to see how people think of that whole concept. But um, good, good stuff, dude. Uh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, where uh, if, if people want to find out more about the company, um, the good newsletter, the good newspaper, the podcast uh, or you or, or all the stuff you're doing, um, what's the best way for people to find you, find the company, reach out if they have any questions, all that,
1: all that good stuff. I think that the best spot to start is uh, to just follow good, good, good on Instagram. We're at good, good, good co. um, And we just share good news all week long. um, And I love our Instagram. I don't run our Instagram, so I'm allowed to like brag on it and just say that it's amazing. (laughs) And so good. Megan crushes it all the time. Um, And uh, you know, from there you can click the link in our bio to check out our podcast and our, uh, our newspaper, which you should totally subscribe to if you want uh, some physical good news in your hands. Um, and, uh, you can kind of check out everything else we do. And of course I'm on Instagram too. And oh, you can even follow me on Snapchat where I won't do anything (laughs) with it.
0: Cool. Um, further, I should have said this earlier for the record. I think you're a good human. That's why I had you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. (laughs) I, uh, I love the work you're doing in the world. I think you are doing good. Um, you're definitely moving the needle. Uh, you have for me at least. um, and i you you don't need my approval but you i'm i'm bought in for sure thank you um, so i hope you keep doing what you're doing before we wrap up i wanted to let you all know that i also got permission from brandon to include a snippet from his good newsletter which comes via email every tuesday in each episode moving forward which is awesome it's really it's really good uh, it is good news and i think this is going to be refreshing and hopefully will help you have A more optimistic view of the world so the story that I want to highlight this week came in this week's good newsletter to my email and the headline is more than 100 New York City students defy odds to graduate while homeless more than 100 New York City students were honored for graduating high school and getting accepted into college all while living in homeless shelters uh, on Thursday night, the Department of Homeland Homeless Services saluted its students who are bound for college. Each student was gifted with a laptop and a duffel bag filled with freshman essentials. Quote, they're homeless because of the economics, the gap between rents and income. End quote. NY, so, NYC social services commissioner Stephen Banks said she's succeeded. One of the students has succeeded b- beyond her wildest dreams, all while being homeless. This is a quote from her. I'm just thinking of how far I've come. You have your head down because it's shameful. Some people may bully you if they knew you lived in the shelter system. Um, This is just on. And then it it ends. It says on any given night, more than 15,000 school aged New Yorkers will sleep in a city shelter among them. The more than 100 future leaders honored Thursday night college bound against all odds. This is from uh, ABC seven. So I just wanted to include that and we're going to include some good news stories moving forward, but. Um, there's some good news for you and hopefully something to brighten your day and help you have a a better and more optimistic view of the world. And thanks to Brandon Harvey and the Good Newsletter for putting things like this out. Uh, Thank you for making time for the podcast um, and for letting our audience get to know you and and hear about your work. Um, And I'll say to our listeners, please reach out to Brandon um, if you have any questions or just... Check out his stuff. Um, We need people in the world that are doing this kind of work. Uh, So please be a part. Um, And until next week, be good to each other.
1: Man, thank you, Josh.